Uh, hello, welcome back. Welcome back on this Sunday, February 18th, the first Sunday in Lend. It's good to be able to join you for another time as we reflect on the readings for this day. As usual, I'd like to invite you to open up a Bible if you have one near you, uh, pull one up online, or again, you're free to listen to the reading. The first reading for today is from Psalm 25, verses 1 to 10, if you'd like to follow along. Once again, Psalm 25, verses 1 to 10. To you, O Lord, I lift my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me for you. You are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For your goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore God instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble God's way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep God's covenant and God's decrees. This is the first reading of Holy Scripture. The second scripture reading today is from the Gospel according to Mark, if you would like to follow along. Mark chapter 1, verses 9 to 15. Once again, Mark chapter 1, verses 9 to 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And the voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beast, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. 
This is the second reading of Holy Scripture. As we hear these words, I want you to imagine for a moment, you can close your eyes if you'd like, unless you're driving. Close your eyes for a moment and imagine your life laid out on a single continuum. At one end, at one end you find your birth, the moment you first drew breath, your baptism, the moment you were claimed and sealed in the love of God. And at the other end, at the other end, the unknown, the unseeable, with the only certainty that one day you will return to the arms of God. And in the middle we find today, people who are reminded about life's frailty. That from stardust and earth dust we came into the earth and to the stars we shall return. If we viewed our lives this way, if you laid out your life on this continuum, would there be things that stand out? Would there be things along the way to this moment, to today, to the midpoint, where you could identify highs and lows, baptismal waters, and wilderness wanderings? If you were to look at this along the way as you weaved in between these things, those moments in between, did you notice at all the divine work of God. Because you see, that's one of the things I've noticed throughout my ministry. One of the things I've noticed throughout my ministry is that we often talk about the extremes of life. We talk about extremes that I think are are really well captured in this reading from Mark's gospel. We celebrate the high points. We celebrate those high points where We celebrate things like the sacrament of baptism, where we celebrate birth, where we celebrate these new beginnings. And then we celebrate times of loss. We memorialize them. We gather together. We we are good. Good, I don't know. It's the right way to say it. But we often talk about these extremes. But what about those moments in between? The moments we might not notice along the way as we travel along the journey of life. Because I think it's in these instances where we find that we are formed. Where the foundation of our faith is made sure. And if we aren't paying attention we'll miss out on the chance to see where the Spirit of God is moving in our midst. To see that along the way, God is present, even in the trivial, even in the mundane points in our lives. We're told that after Jesus is baptized by John, that the Spirit drives him out into the wilderness where he's tempted and 
wanders around for 40 days. I wonder if the ordinary moments, whether it be this season of Lent or time between holy days or the moments where things, where there's not a lot going on, I wonder if those ordinary moments are our wilderness where we are tried and tempted. It's easy for our attention to be drawn towards the extremes of life, to see whether where God is moving or how our faith is moving in those moments, but it's the wilderness, it's in the wilderness, in the ordinary moments, in the simple things where we are tested. And it is in these seasons of life that we can quickly point out all the things that are wrong or the things that aren't going our way without paying attention to where God is moving in our lives. Because the truth is that even in the wilderness, in these times of our wandering in between, we're not alone. Because Jesus, even as he wanders around the wilderness, is not alone. We are not alone, even if it feels like no one is traveling with us. One thing that stands out in the reading from the Gospel of Mark is that the angels of the Lord, they're waiting on Jesus, as this translation says, or in other translations that I might prefer, say that the angels were ministering to Jesus, that they were tending to Jesus in the wilderness. What's intriguing is that the grammatical, the linguistic structure of the passage doesn't indicate if Jesus was aware of these moments. It doesn't indicate if Jesus was aware of the angels who were tending to him. But what's beautiful is that even if he wasn't aware, it is reflective of other accounts, other stories, where God provides for people as they are wandering around in their own wilderness setting. And this here is the key for us this Sunday season, that along the way, God, through conspicuous and inconspicuous ways, tends to us, cares for us, loves us. And God may use people or glimpses of creation or whatever else is at God's disposal to minister to us. God plays a much, much more, God plays much more of a role in our lives than I think we often realize. And it becomes then a spiritual practice for us to see where the divine intersects with the ordinary going on in our world. What if we were framed, reframed our Lenten journey this way? What if we reframed our understanding of the present time to see it as an opportunity to be a part of of the work of angels who minister and tend to fellow companions who wander in the wilderness. 
What if we viewed our journey of life and faith as being this rich tapestry that we weave along the way and once finished is shared with the next traveler? There is a richness to reframing our lives this way so that when times, when hard times do hit, like they do for the psalmist in her first reading, so that when the hard times do hit, we don't run the risk of letting bitterness or anger or fear get to us. God muddled through life the same way we did to show us that there is another way for us to live. I talk about taking time to see where God is moving in your life along this continuum because it's a spiritual practice that puts, I think, a lot of things into perspective. If we stopped for a moment to reflect on our lives, we might uncover the realization of how God was present. Even in the moments where love or compassion felt absent, even when it felt like there was nothing else going on, God was there. In comforting words of a friend, kind gestures and support, God was present in more ways than one ministering through the hearts of God's people. As we look around, what greater good could we do for ourselves and others than to look inside and see that along the way, God tended to us through angels known and unknown, and that we too can participate in the work of making someone else's life even a little bit better by embodying that divine love. By the end of our Lenten journey or by the end of our life's trial, we can see that there were people or places that ministered to us, tended to us, made life more bearable. Shouldn't we pass that gift on? Shouldn't we take the gifts we have received from minister from angels that minister to us and share them with others? Maybe then we will be the angels, the answer to someone's lament. And they'll carry that with them to pass it along to someone else along the way. As we navigate the complexities of our own wilderness experiences, may we open our hearts to recognize the divine presence along the way. And may we, in return, extend that same gift of love to others, becoming vessels of God's care and compassion in the world. Friends, as you reflect on your life, whether it be on that continuum, your life on this continuum or the wilderness journey, the angels that minister to us, to you, or how you've ministered to others. I invite you to spend some time reflecting on that as we begin our own Lenten journey. And I invite you to do so listening to a song titled Light My Steps, which will be linked um, 
in this description, whether you're watching this uh, in, in the video format, or if you want to click the link to the song, as it will be linked in this episode description. So thank you, friends, and I hope you take some time to listen to the song, spend some additional time reflecting. Until next time, I hope you remain blessed as you embark on your London journey.